everyone. Everyone, welcome to BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Ricky. This is the Post South Canterbury uh, show, I guess. Um, BB, thanks for joining us, mate. I um, don't know if you've recovered yet a few days on from uh, what was a pretty chaotic uh, study and finance rally South Canterbury, but um, a lot of hard luck stories in this one. And I guess we start with the obvious one, Ben Hunt going so close, needed to win the event, needed to get maximum power stage points to control uh, the rest of the championship or be in control of his own destiny at least. And he went bloody close to it, but just slipped up in the power stage. Talk us through it. Yeah, absolutely. I've been chatting with Ben during the week, and, and you know, not a big mistake. The car just you know, dropped over the camera of the road with the right rear, and, and it just wouldn't come back around. And he nosed off you. Know, literally no damage to the car. Jumped in, drove, as, as you said in front of the super park, drove it to the pub. Um, so, yeah, he, he's pretty gutted, but you know, he said to me, they were talking about it at the start of the stage, and how do we attack this? And, and you know, a, a third championship would be really, really nice. So we've got to do everything in our power to make that happen. And, and you know, when you play on the edge, um, albeit quite really in the case of Ben, um, sometimes shit happens. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just, I mean, I think in his position, you've got to roll the dice and have a crack at it, don't you? Because, I mean, if you, if you bail off, back it off, you know, take what was likely a rally win at that point but don't win the power stage you you may as well just have agreed to finish second anyway you know you, you you're, you're sitting you're giving Hayden Padden a free kick and I, I think Ben had to have a, a decent look at it. it it means Rana Oren benefits and then Rana was the first to sort of point out that he doesn't feel he necessarily earned that that rally win but you know it's the old adage don't you to finish first first you got to finish and yeah, Rana was there, I, there at the end. When I spoke to him just before the first stage he says oh I was happy happy to settle for second, but first season better. So. <laughs> um, yeah, and look, I, I don't think you find many more a, a popular victor in the in the service park than than Rana and Michael. You know, they're they're just a couple of really really neat guys, mega passionate about their sport, and uh, you know, I think we all love seeing seeing Rana out on stages. He's he's an ultra flamboyant and and um, yeah, really really impressive performance, and yeah, you know, it was. Really, only that middle loop where I think he was a little bit light on tyres, um, because he, he was right there. Yeah, you know, that first service there was like a second between them. It was, mm-hmm. it was absolutely all on, and you probably could have thrown Ari Pettigrew in there if he, you know, wasn't trying to destroy our live stream. Yeah, it was an interesting event for, for Ari. You know, it's the second event running where he's made a, a couple of little mistakes. We've been very rare, <laughs> you know, throughout his, his career in the NZRC. We've we've really seen him get too many things wrong and a uh, little mistake um okay one of them was was a mechanical issue in the in the forestry stage but a little mistake at, at our junction uh yeah. in the live stream and um you know he but for that he could have been really fighting for a rally win right oh absolutely like when you when you look at take for example where where he went off in front of us i, I don't believe he was less than 14 seconds by the time he turned around in the paddock and then ran over the Brian Green sign on the way back out again. <laughs> it's interesting what Greeny picks up on too. Unreal. Beat that about it. He says, "Yeah, so I did notice someone run over the sign." Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, obviously the broken axle um, in, in the Kakadu Forest. We picked that as one that was going to, um, you know, make or break people's rallies. And I think when you go right through all the classes, there's a lot of people with with tales of woe or, or heroism. Um, and, and you know, obviously Ari is is one of those. Um, yeah, he, I, you know, you take that time out. He, he was right there with Rana, so and, and potentially you know with a bit of 
bit of more of a character chase. Um, you know, I, I think he, he would have been right there with Ben too. So, um, but you know, second still a solid haul of points. And when you look at that um, that championship battle, okay, Hayden still retains the lead, which is is you know absolute best case scenario for him. Um, second, third, fourth now, Rana, Ben, Ari, all still relatively close, and that is well and truly up for grabs. Um, you know, we, we were under the impression before the event that Rana was not coming to Daybreaker as he had prior commitments, but uh, my understanding is now that some of, the, some of those logistical plans might be changing. Yes, we wait and see. That's going to be interesting. Obviously, a little bit of layoff time now between then and the Daybreaker, but yeah, everyone will get a chance to take stock and, and reassess their, their situation. And Runners has obviously changed significantly since uh, he was on the flight down to uh, down to Timaru. Um, one of the hard luck stories, I mean, it's, it's hard to go past, you know, what happened to Robbie Stokes and the Stokes Motorsport team, Hutchinson team. Uh, for the second event running out on the opening stage, mechanical failure, um, man, it can be a cruel sport, can't it? Oh, definitely. And you, you can't help but think that Robbie would have been right there in that fight with the likes of Josh Marston, up there for the podium, you know. I mean, Drosh drove a, a very, very good rally, and he was right there early on. You know, he, he wasn't gifted that podium by any stretch. Um, yeah, got a little bit lucky with with the Ford, and there was a few people that had had issues with that, as as I'm sure will come up here in the chat. But for Robbie, oh, I really, yeah, words words just you know they fail you. Uh, yeah, you can't help but feel sorry for them. There's no lack of effort. There's no lack of you know, resource thrown at it. Um, and, and realistically, I mean, I haven't heard the full post-mortem on exactly what happened to the car just yet. But, um, yeah, I mean, the disappointment, we, we drove out through that stage. And um, well, once we finally found where we were going, but the end, um, <laughs> that, that was your doing, not mine this time. Uh, they, they were your notes. Um, but, you, you know, we, we stopped. We saw, um, you know, Jackson Clendon on the side of the road. And... and um, Stokes team as well, two very, very disappointed, understandable um, teams. You know, it's a long, even when it's not a long way to go, when it's close to your home event, um, there's still you know, so much investment financially and emotionally um, and, and time wise for everyone. Um, and, and to miss out at any point is, is gut wrenching, to miss out on the first stage. Um, yeah, just. I, I, it's not often I'm lost for words, Budgie, but um, I'm struggling to come up with them for that. For that. Yeah, all right, let's have a look at some of uh, some of the other classes then. Um, you, you mentioned the Jackson Clendon situation, New Zealand NZRC two-wheel <coughs> drive uh, championship, largely decided on that opening stage. I mean, that was set to be Battle Royale, wasn't it? Clendon and Dylan Thompson, and then Dylan Thompson, reasonably comfortable victory in that class, but a really good scrap behind him, wasn't it? When you think of you know, Charlie Evans, Jordan Grant, Bryn, Bryn Jones, all having some moments and some some struggles at times as well. And, and look, too, you look at Tim Mackesee, he actually jumped up and was right in amongst those guys in the forest stage. Now, when we get back to the North Island, you know, we're not on those flat-out roads like the country roads we see at, at, um, at you know, South Canterbury Rally. So you, know, you start moving Tim into a bit of that mix, too, as, as we head north for the final two rounds. But what we saw on Saturday was an exceptional battle, and really any of those guys could have been on any of those steps of the podium. You know, Bryn Jones got a bit unlucky with a puncture in the forest. Again, you know, another tale of woes, tales of heroes in the forest. 
um, and and then also losing that time in the forward. So he ended up fifth. Um, but I think you know Charlie Evans. He, he was almost becoming not the forgotten person of the class, but there was so much focus around around the battle of the young guns. And um, Charlie sort of stuck his hand up and said, "Well, hold on, there's a bit to be said for experience yet." So um, yeah, fantastic result for him, Dana, to be second there, and and you know. It was a really, really good battle with him and Jordan as well. So there's still plenty to be excited for um, in that class moving forward, and, and I can't wait. Yeah. yeah, nothing, nothing really resolved just yet, and um, I guess we pick that battle up when we get to the daybreaker in a, in a couple of months' time. Um, the open two-wheel drive class, in you know, another you know story of woe was was Glenn Elcourt, who looked set to be you know winning that one comfortably and really taking significant control of of the championship. Uh, things have opened up. You know, he had misfortune, and you know, a very popular winner. I think JP Vandermeer to to stand on the top spot of the podium. I mean, what do you think that'll that'll do for for JP's confidence and and you know, reward for all the hard work that he's put in? Absolutely. You know, no, can't can't say you know enough good words about JP and and Corin, Both lovely people, and it's fantastic to have people like that in our championship and people like that getting results that they deserve. Um, you know to. Yeah, justifies the the hard work, and you know, he talked about the the financial commitments and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, again, the Forest stage, he took the thick end of two minutes out of Peter Farrell in there, and that was absolutely the difference at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I know it's one stage, and we keep going back to it, but you look at every class, there's been you know contributing factors in in there. Um, it, it's um, yeah, it's, it's amazing how a little bit of a change in rhythm and nature can really turn an event on its head. Historic uh, two-wheel drive battle, I mean, with Marcus Van Klink's inclusion and, and the start that he made to, uh, I guess, his 2023 championship 4A um, looked like that was going to be a fait accompli, but uh, the rally gods intervened again and, and Marcus, unfortunately, coming into having some dramas. And John Silcock, nice reward for, for John after the, the struggles he had at Whangarei or disappointment he had at Whangarei. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking with him, he said they're still not exactly sure what those struggles were because everything in the fuel system just got thrown out and start again. So, yeah, quite often when you're trying to trying to find a problem, you replace a part and replace a part and replace a part until you find the right part. No, everything went in the bin. There was no chances taken there. So, um, again, this is another class that just keeps on giving budgie. Um, Stewie Reid in second, but only because Tim McIver was laid out of service by... By three minutes, got that 30-second time penalty. He, he was ahead of Stewie Reid on the road. So all of a sudden, you go, Marcus was there. He was very, very quick. John, well, he's always going to be there and in the mix, you know. Stewie's quick. Tim McIver's quick. We're starting to get a really good bunch of historics in that class. If we can get them all together and, and get everyone across the finish line, there's going to be some really, really, um, you know, exciting competition back in that historic class, which... To be fair, we saw last year, but it, it'd be good to see it in numbers, uh, which we haven't seen for a little while, and the potential's definitely there. Um, a quick shout-out, too, to the, the Camerons, who drove a, a solid rally all day, only to do one lap too few at, at the, the one of a, one of a few, but um, in terms of championship cars, they weren't a heap. Um, one lap too few around levels at the end of the day. And because, just get a little bit technical here because of the way the rules are written and, and it was six laps of a racetrack and you can only do four on a super special. It was a full stage and because they hadn't completed the full stage, they were excluded from the rally. So if it was a super special stage, you you could not complete the stage and get the time penalty. 
but because it was a full special stage, unfortunately, they were one of five or six cars, I think, in the in the end, um, out of the whole rally and the 80-odd competitors um, that were excluded despite having covered all but one lap of the rally route. So, um, yeah, you've you got to feel a little bit sorry for those guys, but at the end of the day, that's that's how the rules are and, and there's no way around that. But, um, yeah, you know, that, that historic battle, ironically, that failure for Marcus, You'd recall a couple of years ago, John Silcock was absolutely on the money down here and he had a bolt come out of the link up. Exactly the same thing happened to Marcus this time. So um, there's a little, little bit of irony in that, but um, yeah, it's great great to see him back in the championship and hopefully he, he continues that um, campaign for the rest of the season. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Lord Sausage Fingers won't see it quite that way, but um, <laughs> it was great to have him back in the championship, and it would be, be neat to see him in the North Island um, for, the, for the last remaining rounds. Mate, rally challenge, particularly a four-wheel drive battle, um, the performance of Tim Smith, uh, man, that was an impressive day of rallying for, for Tim Smith in that car to, to dominate the field, um, to take the, the class win, but to feature so prominently in the overall standings too. It was a mighty impressive effort, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, hey, keep an eye on the H6s in, in the Rally Challenge class, and we, we expected them to be there or thereabouts, but like Timmy was on Jeff Ward's heels right the way through. Zeal Jones was quick in the in the morning. He had a bit of a big spin um, and just about took out a power pole. It's the same one that Brian Green took down before Greeny went off. You know, very unusual to see uh, Greeny off the road, and, and thankfully those guys were all okay, but um, there's a bit of a Bit of a shame for our, our, our series sponsor. So um, thanks for handing out the trophies, if nothing else, Greeny. But um, yeah, that, that battle between Jeff and Timmy, it's a shame it didn't go the distance because it was it was right on. And um, yeah, fair play to Tim because yeah, the H6s are, yeah, we talk about them quite a bit. They are, they're a fantastic package value for money rallying. Um, and, and Tim's shown that they can be competitive, you know, like they're, the only cars in front of them were, were very, very well-driven AP4 and R5 cars. Because One we haven't touched on, too, is the drive of Stephen Barker and the R5 car, a very, very sensible drive. Um, and without a couple of, of electrical issues, he could have been right in the hunt for that podium, too. So, um, yeah, the, certainly t- Timmy Smith, you know, um, yeah, driver of the rally for me, that, that was superb, just ahead of Dylan Thompson. But it wasn't just Timmy, you know, like Paul Cross was right there with him most of the day. And um, James McDonald, who who sort of has been right there throughout the season, said they just had nothing for those guys. Yeah, they had a couple of small issues, but um, yeah, like Paul and, and Timmy were just absolutely gone. How good to see some competitors in the Rally Challenge two-wheel drive class and uh, the, the the major favourite there, yeah, everyone was picking Jaunty Brenzer would win that reasonably comfortably, but you know he had dramas early on and that opened the, the door. And Brett Madrin did a, a great job to, to get to the finish and, and and be first and have a pretty clean day, right? Yeah, he looked like Brito was pushing on um, everywhere we saw him. Um, he was the only only person to be on the grass down the other side of the roadside markers where we were live streaming in stage five. So maybe that was the hot line. I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, no, great, great to finally hand out some points, hand out some trophies in that class. It's not something we've been able to do all all year, but you know, fantastic for for both of those guys. They're club club level competitors. They can bring their cars out, be a part of the national championship, and and I think you know it it really showcases what that class is about. A um, couple of competitors have been able to put in a really good performance and and you know be justifiably 
rewarded for that. And hopefully we see a few more in the North Island come and, and join the class. I think Dan Alexander's talking about finally getting the starlet fixed because he doesn't need to fix Ari's car. Um, <laughs> or, or his car that Ari drives, I should say. But um, yeah, I'm looking for uh, a roof vent last time I saw. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Dave Hedge was looking for a camera too. I don't know if the two are related. Um, but yeah, you know, Brito, great drive, and, and Jared Parker too. Great to see a couple of young guys, you know, pushing pushing the boat out and getting into the national championship. And I, I, I think they've had an absolute ball. So it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, you know, some, some really, really good battles right the way through the field. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously now we've got a bit of a break, but... I did note there were some keen observers uh, watching from afar over the course of the weekend. I'm pretty sure there were plenty of reports going back to uh, one Hayden Patton uh, in Europe at the moment doing his thing, and again, what a performance from him over the weekend. Um, and Shane Van Gisbergen keeping a close eye on things whilst uh, you know not in, the, in a supercar seat in Darwin. So we welcome back those two stars, along with a few others um, for, for Daybreaker. But between now and then, BB... A lot to get through, a, a lot of work for you, I'm sure, as you start to put the 2024 calendar together. You only just completed the uh, redo on the 23 one, but um, what, what can we expect, I guess, over the, the, the little pause now, this intermission in the middle of the season as we wait the last two rounds? Yeah, well, you're going to be a busy boy too, Budgie, because there's going to be plenty of content. Keep an eye on the on the NZRC social pages. Obviously, we'll, we'll be uh, filling up BB and Budgie's Thursday night recce with some special guests over the next sort of 12 weeks as we count down to that daybreaker and, of course, a plenty rally just three weeks so it's sort of a, a big break and then it's all go it's it's you know two weekends in between those those two rallies so yeah there's plenty to look forward to you know when you start putting some of those names back back in the mix um yeah as you say the svgs the haydens um the emma gilmores um and all of a sudden you've got a really energized battle for second place in in the championship man like there's so much to look forward to. So, yeah, I well, what what are we going to come up with? I don't think we ever quite came up with the with the firm plan. So you'll have to wait and see what we, what we come up with in the next twelve weeks. But yeah, as you say, I've got a bit of work to do on on calendars and things like that as well. And um, you know, there'll there'll be plenty of exciting um, news and and reviews, and might even have a bit of a, a dip into the history bank and a few things like that over over the next few weeks. But um, yeah, certainly some pretty exciting stuff to look forward to, Budgie. Brilliant. All right. Well, thanks for uh, for joining us again. I hope everyone enjoyed uh, their weekend in South Canterbury. We look forward to a little bit of a pause over the, the cold winter months and back to it with uh, the Daybreaker Rally in uh, in September. So uh, keep following us. We'll be doing this every week right through right the way through and uh, plenty of guests and, and talking points to get stuck into. But until then, take care.